and welcome to the Metapod Podcast, the Pokemon podcast that revolves around the evolving meta coming out on time on all platforms that we posted on. Uh, apologies last week. I forgot to hit the schedule button on YouTube. <laughs> and uh, so the episode came out on like Friday. I was like, I wonder how the Metapod episode's doing. You know, if we got any nice comments that I need to respond to. And I was like... It has no views, no comments, no likes. Well, and I was weird. like, oh, yeah, that's I, I mean, I know we're not the biggest podcast ever, but that's kind of unusual. And then I just realized I never released it. So hopefully this <laughs> one comes out on time on your Tuesday morning, whatever you do. But Sean, how has your week been? Oh, boy, it, the week was good. I actually Jake and I both were playing Pokemon over the weekend. Mm-hmm. I know you went to a league challenge, I believe. I did, yeah. I went to a league challenge yesterday. Yeah, I did not do a league challenge. I just played uh, locals, but mm-hmm. I'm doing a league challenge next Sunday. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to play Gardevoir EX, mm-hmm. but uh, Jake, what did you play? I played the Chin Pao list that we talked about on last week's podcast. Ooh. Owen's uh, 12th place Chin Pao list with the Cross Witchers and the Canceling Clone, and that might be my favorite deck that I've played so far this format and just like mess around with. I mean, I've played like United Wings. I've played Chin Pao now. I've looked around like on Lost Box and, you know, watched plenty of Guardi. I think Chin Pao is that build is specifically my favorite to play right now. I went 2-1, got second at the challenge. So that's 12 points for cp i'm trying to get as much cp as i can before the academic year uh starts because that will take away all of my weekends um (laughs) maybe try to qualify for 2024 worlds who knows we don't have by the way the point requirements for 2024 worlds that'll be announced after the world championship so right now i mean you can start collecting cp get some points stuff like that yeah Yeah, what sean's saying i think it's probably going to end up being like 500 um, that's America. what it was. Bef- yeah, that's what it was before the pandemic. 500 points, North American Masters. Um, I would assume it's probably going to mirror like what it was in 2019. Um, if yeah. I had to take a guess, because events are back in full force now the entire year, not just like half the season, stuff like that. And uh, cups and challenges, locals and stuff are back. So who knows? Um, but I will, say- I will keep playing Chin Pao. I will say I the guard of our list I'm playing has a I'm going to name one card that I put in the deck that or a couple mm-hmm. cards that I put in the deck. I'm doing a slight tweaked version. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roseanne's backup is in my list. Roseanne's backup. So you're definitely playing reversal energy. Mm-hmm. I'm um, also playing a uh, one Drifloon and a bravery charm. Oh, OK. OK. So in some practices and like when I was playing <clears throat> the games, um, the Roseanne's backup, I don't know if it came into play in the actual tournament, but like in practice, it was like useful. Mm-hmm. I'm also playing Arvin because I'm playing Forest Sealstone and yep, uh, Bravery yeah, Charm. makes sense. And you can also go get rare candy with Arvin, it's kind of like Irida for Gardevoir, yeah, and so. that's pretty much, yeah, I do. Yeah, that's not too bad, especially like after you've set up enough and now you just need to get those things evolved. It's actually not a terrible idea. Um, And on turn two, it could be pretty good if you've got like uh, kind of facing off against kind of a weaker Pokemon Mm -hmm. that you don't have to attach like 18 energies to. You can just attach like three or something to a Zacian or whatever or, you know, Cresselia even. Um, yep. get some damage from Cresselia. So yeah, that, yeah, that doesn't sound too bad. And I'm going to tell you right now, Jake, there's one other car that I haven't put in the deck, but I looked it up today. I'm going to try Agatha in my list. Agatha? What is that? Move damage counters from one of your Pokemon to another to Jake, your opponent? You, that's incredible. I would not is have been able to does? Get, move th- up, to th- up to three damage counters from your active to your opponent's active. Now the reason So I'm... your idea is to do that with like Drifloon or Zacian or one of those like or Gardevoir with one of those ultra heavy hitters? Yes. So I just and we'll get into this when we get into the the current format. But mm-hmm. weirdly Vmaxes are all of a sudden all the rage again in the format. Mm-hmm. Um 
And especially against decks like Gardevoir, you just need so much energy that it can be really hard to one-shot. And I found myself, um, I played against some UV Max. The only game I lost on the weekend was to Mew VMAX because I was 10 damage short. And I'm like, ah, if only, you know, X, Y, or mm-hmm. Z. And that thought, I was, and then Drifloon, uh, actually, it could hit 330 if you could get 11 damage counters on him, but it doesn't work that way. It's not normally mm-hmm. possible. But I was like, huh, how, I just need one damage for an Umbreon or three, da- whatever. And I was like, mm-hmm. you know, Agatha... I get the gets you there because it takes you from an even number of damage counters to an odd number of damage counters. That's all that matters. And it does 30 damage in the process. So you actually, it could be the difference between instead of 30 damage, it might actually be a 60 damage swing with one mm-hmm. supporter card. So it's like in certain decks, I think in this deck, it's like a, it's kind of, could be like a Leon effectively. That, that's kind of how I felt about Chin Pao on how I'm like, you know, Chin Pao six i'm sorry five energies can hit for 300 right five energies being discarded but the v maxes they're all over 300 310 320 330 or whatever so i'm like what if i had like a choice belt in there um because you know there are people that are some gardevoirs are now playing like two manaphies now to get around <laughs> oh the canceling God. colognes and Sometimes I feel like I don't need to do the canceling cologne plays. I mean, they're nice at times, but I feel like sometimes I don't need it, um, especially with Lost Box kind of on a slight decline at this point. And we'll talk about more about the decks and stuff. But I'm like, what if I took away the canceling colognes and added like a choice uh, choice belt or something? I'm not 100% sure what the other card would be, but like, what if I added that in there? as well it's like that's it's an interesting thought i don't know how i feel about it but or maybe just two choice belts i mean honestly choice belt because look to your point you're hitting 300 one extra Mm -hmm. energy doesn't sound like a lot but in reality it could be and Mm -hmm. yeah like if all you need to do is there's no there's nothing in the format that matters that's 340 Mm -hmm. so if you can hit 300 and you just need to add 30 for all the v's and v v maxes then the only thing that you really miss is the Gardevoir EX. That's the only mm-hmm. one that you actually kind of like still are like 10 short on. But like, I don't know. I, I I think you just take that one, right? You're just like, whatever. It's interesting. And I'll let you know if I change it up. I, I'm still thinking about it or whatever. But we got a ton of things to talk about in this podcast episode today. So the first one that we are going to do is we're going to go into like a little like review, podcast review, show note kind of note that somebody made to us over on Twitter. This is Michael Heredia. I'm not sure if I pronounced your name right, but apologies for that. But they commented over on Twitter. I, um, They're a Metapod listener, and I had tweeted recently that I picked up like a bunch of retro cards over um, at a local card shop, and they said... Plays in zero retro format tournaments, but hears you talk about said tournament on the Metapod and then proceeds to buy cards from the local card shop to start building a Pika ROM deck. So I think it's just funny because, you know, I've been super into retro uh, formats and retro decks for the last week and a half, two weeks. So it it, it was just funny to see someone on Twitter also feel kind of the same way. (laughs) That's awesome. I am playing. I'm playing also in a uh, EX era tournament tonight so maybe next week i'll talk about it or post about it on twitter or whatever or threads because the metapod is on threads now at metapod tcg if you want to uh follow that but anyway sean that is not the only thing that i've got people talking about on uh, twitter sean let's pull up what the next thing is stefan ivanov stefan ivanov former international champion and also expanded guru tweeted out earlier today at the time of this recording so monday um expanded is back sort of at least pokemon professors at least in france were notified yesterday that this quarter league challenges can be run in the expanded format black and white on with the current ban list as far as we know so Stefan, in my opinion, is someone that is trustworthy. I think we can take this information at heart. So 
I don't know, just something to note. Maybe ask your organizers or whatever, um, or keep an eye out on the schedules if there are expanded events that will be coming back soon. I think the general note that most people, at least in my local area, would rather play standard challenges instead of expanded, but who knows, maybe at one point they'll, uh, they'll throw over an expanded uh, challenge. Yeah, I mean, I think expanded is interesting. It's it's been so neglected now for mm -hmm. like three or four years. And now look, this is in France that professors were notified that league challenges can be run and expanded. I I would be very surprised if anyone in the North American market runs a league challenge and expanded until a Pokemon officially announces that expanded. I don't know. It's just it feels kind of weird that the news would come from, like go directly to the professors rather than like to stores or to, as, a, as an announcement. Cause mm -hmm. yeah, you want, you want people to broadly know like that expanded is back so that they can go buy the cars. Cause there's tons of new players that don't I'm have. Not, yeah. I'm not really seeing on this thread, like other professors or anything that have confirmed that it's mm. returned like no none of the like popular you know pokemon professors over on twitter i'm not seeing any of those just uh, some people that are excited some people that are not excited but i mean i kind of agree with you i mean like i don't want i don't i don't really want to play expanded right now until they like update the ban list or you know something like that i mean they they got to do a little bit more work for me to play but like honestly like if my league announced next week like hey we're having an expanded challenge i mean i need points as much as i can before september 1st so um i'll play in it and at least try i don't know but i will say jake it would be a i will say it would be kind of wild as a format though because you can't play it online you just yeah. can't the cards don't mm -hmm. exist and to your point because they haven't really <laughs> expanded the ban list at all mm -hmm. and there's like oh there's been like three years of cards since they really touch the ban list, mm -hmm. I'm sure that the meta would be absolutely wild. So, yeah. I, you know, be interesting. <laughs> There's some, you can look at that thread too. If you see Stefan on Twitter, he's got some deck lists in there. There's articles that are, people are linking in the thread too. If you're interested to play, I, it is like Sean said, a wacky format. There's a big card pool. Um, it, it's just, I, I don't really <laughs> feel good about it. Yeah. But Jake, real quick, it's not it's outside the scope of the TCG, but Pokemon mm -hmm. Sleep, in terms of things you could maybe feel good about, after what several years <laughs> since they announced it, it seems oh, like yeah. Pokemon Sleep is actually going to be coming out sometime in late July. Um yeah, not really a TCG thing, but we, you know, we're all Pokemon fans and uh It'll be interesting. Jake, are you, are you going to participate in Pokemon Sleep? I'm going to participate. The pre-registration is open ahead of the launch coming later in this month in July. There's a trailer as well and stuff. You know, again, using your smartphone, you can use Pokeball Go Plus, things like that. It's just like, I'm just so curious about this and like, it it does promote sleep, which is very nice for someone like me. I mean, you get like maximized 100 points if you sleep for at least 8.5 hours. Who knows if there will be a way to like kind of cheat this, I guess. I don't know. And it looks like there's going to be like research community stuff in there, kind of like how it is on Pokemon Go, you know, research events, things like that. You can gather Pokemon. It's just I don't know. I mean, it's it kind of feels like Pokemon Go where you can just kind of just casually do it. Like you can get super in depth and you can do it a ton, but you can also just do it like real casually, like just open it up every once in a while or play a couple minutes every day or something like that. I don't I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I even though I'm super excited about it and I've been super excited about it for years, <laughs> I truthfully am not super knowledgeable about it. Because yeah, it mean, just like, released and I've been focusing a ton on Pokemon TCG. Yeah, I mean, look, it's a fun thing that's coming out. It's part of the Pokemon Go universe of products and integration. Mm -hmm. So, like, if you're if you're into the Pokemon Go jam, uh, yeah, just know that sleep is is on its way. At least in the Pokemon Go universe, it has a 
better chance of a better launch because Pokemon Go, the, the Pokemon Go fan base is so big and player base is so big. So hopefully, you know, it it, it kicks off the gate. Obviously, it's not going to kick off the gate as well as Pokemon Go did, you know, seven years ago or whatever, because that was crazy. But, <laughs> you know, at least it can have like a good start to maintain a little bit and not like a start like Pokemon TCG Live. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Jake, what is the next product that is that is Pokemon TCG related that we have to talk about? The Pokeball TCG tins. If you're unfamiliar with those, you know, they're they're tins about, I would say, smaller than the average person's head. You know, there's Pokeball, Great Ball, Ultra Ball, I think Premier Ball, Love Ball. We've talked about them before on the podcast, which is why I bring it up. There is a new wave of Pokeball tins that are releasing later this month, September 22nd and it's going to feature a brand new pokeball tin for all you collectors this time being the lure ball sean do you know what the lure ball is in the video games i don't know does it have something to do with fishing yeah it, i i okay. believe it's just uh ups your catch rate on pokemon that you fish um yeah, that maybe that makes or sense, that you encounter right? that you encounter via fishing but if you've never gotten one of these tins before it it's a high quality tin i do actually like the tin they're very well made i have the pokeball actually now jake i have are a the great ones... ball like right here are the, these are all like the plastic right they're not actually like a metal yeah tin. no yeah. yeah they're just plastic tins and they're meant as like deck holders so like you can fit like decks in here um, I don't know many people that use them as like a deck box, but I mean, for like small kids, you know, for holding yeah. some cards, it's and even like for display, it's actually pretty cool. Um, if you've never bought one of these before, they come with three booster packs and these will come with two sticker sheets. They're going to retail for $15. So not too bad. I mean, three booster packs and a couple sticker sheets, plus this kind of high quality um high quality like container for 15 bucks honestly not that bad of a deal yeah yeah i mean look if you also like if you're a collector which mm -hmm. i'm sure many of you are and uh this is your jam just knowing there's another one in the set i have no idea what is left for them to make because they've made like quick ball great ball ultra ball premier ball pokeball lure ball they might have have they made a love i don't know i think they made a love ball um, okay. I don't know if they've made a master ball though. Um, but question. there's, I mean, there's so many Pokeballs out there, Sean, and there's so many yeah. that they can do because, like, recently, I mean, Hisuian Heavy Ball, right? That's a newer right. Pokeball that they could eventually do. And so they can just keep creating Pokeballs and even go back to some of them, like, in, I can't remember if it was Kanto or Johto in the anime, the Gold Ball. Oh, interesting. Do you know which yeah, one yeah. I'm talking about? Yeah, like they uh, could go to those yeah. too. So yeah, yeah. I don't know exactly, but for you collectors <laughs> out there that are looking for gifts, that's a fun one to do. The next one here is an EX box. We talk about all of these as well when they get announced. Mm -hmm. This is the Oinkalone EX box. Uh, it will release on September 3rd. It says here at Best Buy, maybe it's a Best Buy exclusive. Hard to say. But um, the whole point here is like, look, if you saw Oinkalone when you looked at the Paldea Evolve set list and you were like, well, you know, I really want to play it um, and, I, and you really don't want to buy the singles right now, you mm -hmm. can get one of them in September for 22 bucks. Uh, and it'll come with Oinkalone, uh, a Lechonk, uh, Jumbo card, if you're a Jumbo card collector, and four booster, booster packs. So pretty standard stuff. It's very similar to like the double from uh, Champion Champions Path, I think that set was. Um, yeah. Very similar to that. Um, it, the Lechonk Hollow though is pretty nice because I don't think we have that Lechonk yet in just like a foil pattern, um, hmm. and it looks like also it's going to have Obsidian Flames in it. Um, if you look on the box now, obviously this could change. Um, it oh, yeah, looks like. It looks like a Charizard with the fire or like some sort of tear on it. It looks like kind of a fiery Pokemon with some sort of tear. So it might be Obsidian Flames. I don't know. Um, could come with two of those and then two of Paldea Evolved, which would be pretty nice. But again, that can 
like we like we just said that could <laughs> immediately change they've done that before yeah i mean look it, it does make sense if, if it has it because september 3rd obsidian flame will be releasing so like mm -hmm. it all makes sense uh yes. yeah uh, I think one thing we know it probably won't have, it probably won't have any Pokemon 151. So if you're, uh, if nope. you're hoping to snag some of that, uh, you'll have to buy specific collector collection boxes just for that, I'm assuming, when that comes out. And uh, there was, we're not, uh, we're not talking about it on the podcast because I went in to go check. If you actually pre-ordered 151 products on the Pokemon Center's website, there was a special 151 Squirtle hollow that oh. you would get. Um, but I when I went to go look on the website, you know, if like it was still you could still do it or whatever. All of the 151 was sold out. All Doesn't of it surprised me. It's a very yeah, hype it's, set. I mean, it is going to be a really, really cool set, and I'm very excited for it. And that's a really cool promo card as well. But it, it just unfortunate might miss out on the promo card but you could still probably get it at like your targets your game stops your walmarts your uh local card shops things like that jake are you ready to talk about some of the meta decks that maybe caught not everybody by surprise but had some like twists and turns and maybe shaken up what people thought the meta would be there was a lot of stuff over at NAIC, and we talked about it a little bit briefly last week, but now we're going to get into the thick of it of the different decks that we saw that maybe we hadn't talked about in the previous weeks of the Metapod podcast. So the first one that we're going to go over is Arceus Duraludon Umbreon. This is Ian Robb's second place list, the runner-up list of the North American International Championships. And this is just overall, this is just kind of everything overall. Arceus decks did really well. It kind of surprised me and a lot of other people, I feel like, how well Arceus actually did. You know, Arceus um, Duraludon, Arceus Garatina, you know, just Arceus decks in general. We talked about last week, uh, the Chin Pao, Owen Rhodes 12th place Chin Pao list had a 1-1 Arceus line in it um something that we didn't really expect i guess you could say uh so rcs in general is just doing really really nicely and with the duraludon as well we've kind of talked about it previously but rcs duraludon with the umbreon as well is just very interesting a lot of people have been playing this lately um in terms of since naic and this honestly feels like one of the easier decks to play for the most part i would say yeah, I mean, it's it's a wild deck because if you just look at the format, right, you have Arceus, which mm -hmm. can power up a variety of different types. So you can easily play three different types of energy in this deck. Um, and then, you know, for this version of it, you're like saying, well, I'm going to shut down special energy decks with Duraludon VMAX, which is super mm -hmm. chonky, uh, hits for good damage. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's pretty straightforward. I think Arc Dura was something that, a lot of people thought was just good for a long time now. You sprinkled in Umbreon VMAX at a 2-2, and now you have a free boss's order on evolution. You have something that hits for, you know, weakness against two of the, you know, better decks in the format. You have Gardevoir and um, Mew, which mm -hmm. I think this is a... This deck's popularity, I think, is a huge reason that Mew has just fallen off a cliff. Because, mm -hmm. you know, if you're Mew, you're sitting here like, okay, well... Unless I can kill the Umbreon V every time before it evolves with a boss, which like is possible, I suppose. But like you leave one out there, they just evolve, bring your thing up, retreat, attack, three prizes. And then at that point, you're like, well, the odds of me being able to hit 310, even as Mew VMAX, super low. So, mm -hmm. but yeah, outside of that, like it's pretty straightforward. Like Adventurer's Discovery has finally found a home. In this deck. I feel like this is this may be a hot take, but I feel like Adventurer's Discovery is the best card in this deck. Like yeah. it would not surprise me to see a trend of people taking this three of, four of, even. Um, because it's just so important, one, to find all your dudes, right? Arceus, Duraladon, Umbreon, and even something like Luminion, but to find their evolutions as well. You know, having an Adventurer's Discovery right on turn two 
um your second turn of the game could also be a boss's orders with that umbreon vmax um so it's just really interesting seeing this list it wouldn't surprise me if we saw like one less boss one more judge uh or something like that added in here or you know like another path to the peak or something like that it, it's adventures discovery is really cool i agree sean it's really interesting that it's found a home yeah and i mean outside of that i think this deck is just really annoying with lost city because mm -hmm. we've talked about it before i think lost city is one of these decks where like it can it only really works in decks that don't have another stadium that they actually really want mm -hmm. so like typically path to the peak is like if you don't have abilities that's just the one that you throw in there but you have abilities in this, so you don't really want to screw with that too much so you're like well i don't really need anything else what i need is for my opponent not to have answers after i take a knockout and for a lot of these decks like gardevoir included the one that i play a lot you might only have one of each attacker or like, you know, two of any main attacker. If they just go away, even if you're playing like a single prize strategy, you just run out of things to kill them with. It takes away, in my opinion, Lost City takes away a lot of the random decks, um, yeah. takes those away, some of which we're going to be talking about today in terms of counters. It takes away the Guard of War, like you mentioned, also takes away the Lost Box, right? Because the biggest thing is that it's really hard to one-shot your dudes, right? Unless you're hitting for weakness. So if you can continuously do that trade, you know, you're not with Duraladons or Umbreons or whatever. You're not putting guys back from the discard pile into the deck. So instead of something like Echoing Horn, a card that's played in United Wings, which we'll talk about later, a card that's played in Gardevoir, a card that can appear in something like Lost Box. It's actually more beneficial for your knocked out Pokemon to go to the Lost Zone instead of the discard pile. Yeah, that's very true. So um, it's which, like. Yeah, this, I don't even think I mean, that. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't even think that, you know, obviously they played against the Urshifu deck, but mm -hmm. it was almost for not fortuitous, but it's like almost forethought, like it was good against Echoing Horn, but now that the Rapid Strike Urshifu Rapid Strike deck is more popular, it's even better against Echoing Horn because there's way more of it. Oh, yeah. I mean, you just don't want your opponent to just get those guys from the discard pile back onto the bench because a lot of times what they'll do is they'll just put another Arceus down, especially because Arceus is the smallest of the three. I would say putting the Luminion back onto the bench um, because Luminion yep. is even easier to KO out of all <laughs> the uh, dudes or even something like Spiritomb, which in a matchup that Spiritomb is not beneficial for, right? Um, it's just a nuisance to have on your bench. Yeah, yeah. So true. very cool list to see through Ian Rob again, piloting the second place. Ian's very, very good player. I see this deck getting more and more popular, um, just especially at locals as well. You know, people have these cards a lot. I believe Duraludon is also a play Pokemon promo. Mm -hmm. um, so the cards are relatively cheap to get. Probably just Umbreon is your most expensive card that you're going to uh, grab. So not too bad. Yeah. Jake, speaking of Arceus, and we're going to talk a lot about him today. Uh, there was another Arceus list uh, that did really well over the weekend at NAIC. Uh, Jake, what is the other? It's Arceus Umbreon, but with a twist. This is Michael Catron's concoction. This reached top eight at the North American International Championships. There's Arceus in there, Arceus V-Star. There's the Umbreon, like Sean mentioned, Umbreon V-Max, and we've talked about its value with the gusting effects hitting for weakness and stuff like that but there are some friends in here there's another v max in this list a one one line of flying pikachu v max remember the flying pikachu is good going into something like lugia because it will hit for weakness and one hit knockout but also preventing damage done to this pokemon by basics all basics so that's united wings that's chin pao that can be gardevoir right with the zashian v box lost box yep just all literally all basics um 
And so with a big, big, beefy Pokemon, like we've been talking about, it's very difficult to get around some of these things and they can be very, very strong. There's also a couple other V's in here, Sean. Have you ever read what Slacking V does? <laughs> you know, I, I think I've read it at one point, but let's read it again. Um, Slacking V has the ability, kind of lazy. It's a 230 HP basic Pokemon V normal type. If you have exactly two, four, or six prize cards remaining, this Pokemon can attack. So, okay. Interesting. But for four colorless energies, it can do 260 damage. So with playing something like Path to the Peak or just trying to, you know, prize map into getting odd numbers or something, Slacking V can be a very, very heavy hitter in a list like this. And with 230 and potentially a V-Guard energy, 250 is kind of like a weird number um, that yeah. people struggle to hit, Sean. Yeah, and, and if you're doing 260 damage with no weird repercussions right like usually mm -hmm. if you do this much damage on a basic it's like you can't use this attack or your pokemon takes 30 or, or something um and it is four energy which you know <laughs> this is a lot um it can be powered with the double turbo right you know yeah. it could get with the rcs trinity nova you could put two basics and then a double turbo on it the next turn um to hit for 240 which still knocks out every single v um yeah. in the format so uh, there's a lot of flexibility with this card, and it is very cheeky, I would say. Yeah, I will say, too, you have a two-prizer with this mm -hmm. card that also has the ability with a choice belt to take a knockout on Vs and V-Stars because you're doing 260. So if you do the regular amount, like without mm -hmm. any double turbos, you could do 290 on a V-Star with a basic two-prizer. <laughs> you know you could great. also you could also do some cheeky things if you do have to attach the double turbo so let's say you've got the double turbo you've got the choice bell right so you're doing 270 damage you're facing up against an rcs v star rcs v star does 280 there's another v pokemon in here that we actually talked about last week that has made an inclusion in this list because it is very good with double turbo you can knock out that rcs v star on the following turn with a yoga loop medicham to give yourself an extra turn because there is a medicham rapid strike v in here that can yoga loop you've also got a radiant alakazam as your radiant of choice like most other rcs duraludon decks to move damage counters manipulate into yoga loops along with a flying entry halucha in there so I think the big game plan for like this deck specifically is to get off the yoga loop. Um, mm. It seems like you have a bunch of different. I mean, you have a couple different manipulators in the Alakazam and the Halucha to be able to make that happen. Um, yeah. So very, very. I mean, it's it's a cool list. It's very interesting to see flying Pikachu VMAX back in. We saw it at the World Championships last year um, with Andre, but. Um, but yeah, just it's been kind of dark since then. Um, but now it's it's just come back. Yeah, it's it is good. I, I think that it's not nearly as good as it was before to the point we're making about all the other decks we're talking about. So many decks now are evolutions of some kind. Mm -hmm. So but you know, like you said, you still have Lost Box and you know, if Chen Pao does well, uh, or if you hit a Chen Pao, like cool, <laughs> you're you're on easy street yeah. if you're up against a Chen Pao list. Yeah, they have to be playing. They have to be attacking with the Arceus or the or um, or the Palkia, whichever one they play. They can't play both, probably. No. Uh, more than likely, they're not playing both, but they got to hit with either one or the other. So, yeah, like as you were saying, it's just it's just a really interesting option that although may not come up all the time that you use it, when you do use it, it's very impactful. Jake, there is even one more Arceus list. Uh, I think this one, it, playing one of our favorite cards uh, <laughs> in Aerodactyl V-Star. Yeah. Yeah, Sean, Sean texted me before. He's like, he's like, remember, we got to talk about, like, before the podcast, he's like, we got to talk about some of the decks 
from NAIC and he was like, I don't know what we're going to talk about, but I got one deck that I want to talk about. And he was like, I want to talk about Aerodactyl V-Star. So Sean, <laughs> tell me a little bit about this deck since you're so keen on it. I mean, look, there's so <laughs> many of these decks and I especially think about like, okay, well, if I'm playing Arc Dura Umbreon, right? Like if that's mm -hmm. one of my big things or, um, that, that's mainly it, honestly. Arctura is the big thing. Maybe it Mew, but I don't think Mew is as relevant now. But Aerodactyl V-Star has a single energy V-Star power. So basically, in those matchups, you basically say, hey, I'm not going to worry about Arceus's V-Star. Instead, what we're instead going to do, if we go first, because I think you have to go first in order to go this route, mm -hmm. you evolve into Aerodactyl V-Star, make sure it's in the active, Use the attack Ancient Star, and until that specific Pokemon leaves play, it gains an ability that reads, your opponent's Pokemon V in play, except any Aerodactyl V-Star, have no abilities. So, doesn't matter. <laughs> it's very interesting, because Starbirth is so good, right? Starbirth yeah. is so good. It's the consistency that just enables Arceus to be able to put literally what seems like any V printed alongside of it. And the V is not half bad. Um, so it's interesting in the matchups when you go for either Starbirth or Ancient Star as your specific uh, V Star power, especially because this list is not playing any of the adventures discovery that I was hyping yeah. up in Ian Rob's list. So very, I mean, it's, it's, I, like Sean said, it's it's really weird. You play a lot of disruption as well in this list. Aside from the ancient star, you play the Mawile Tempting Trap, right? Sean, do you remember what that card yeah. does? Uh, it basically, what is it? It makes it so that your opponent, uh, yeah, during your uh, opponent's next turn, that if any Pokemon can't retreat, and it takes 90 more damage from attacks. So, yeah, a lot of lists not playing a lot of switching cards or escape ropes. Mm -hmm. So you're just... You're basically saying, hey, hold up, wait a minute. I'm going to do more damage to you next turn. Let me get back to you on that, though. You can also use the Yivatol that we've talked about before in the famous Sander decks, the Cry of Destruction Yivatol, discarding three up to three special energies from your opponent's Pokemon anywhere on the field. So something like Mew, right, absolutely bodies the fusion Mews that are running around right now. Any sort of Arceus deck, you can get rid of some energies, whether they're playing V-Guards, Double Turbos, etc., etc., and more on top of that. You're using the Bibberol Squovid engine. I think those two are hand-in-hand. -hand. If you're playing the Bibberol engine, play the Squovid too. It's really nice to just see, like, five new cards every single turn through those, Sean. Yeah, and the only other thing that is, I think, particularly of note, because otherwise the deck... It's sort of a, it's a mid-range sort of deck that like it does, it's not going to win quickly. It's mm -hmm. trying to disrupt your opponent long enough to like run them out of the ability to come back. That's basically, I think, what this deck goes for. Um, but I will say, uh, Box of Disaster is in this deck, which I've, it's a Pokemon tool. I, if you've never heard of it, I don't blame you. Uh, and it says... If the Pokemon V this card is attached to has full HP and is knocked out by damage from an attack from one of your opponent's Pokemon, you put eight damage counters on the attacking Pokemon, which, you know, I I think it's an interesting card if you are going second mm -hmm. and you have to leave something in the active and you're like, hey, my opponent might be able to turn two going first or whatever, like knock one of my Vs out. Because I don't think it's really hard for a lot of decks actually to, to knock out a V star in any in any capacity uh, while it still has no damage counters on it. So that that I think is less likely. So, but it's good because your opponent has to be like, well, I want to take these prizes, but I'm what I, if I do that, I basically set myself up to be return KO'd immediately. Exactly. That's the big thing about the box of disasters is if that Pokemon does chase, you know, they have a chance to be knocked out on the following turn because, again, you're putting that eight. Fun fact, I actually almost played box of disaster for NAIC. Oh, wow. I almost played I almost played Arceus Gudra, um, Arceus V-Star Gudra. I was set on playing Gudra, just what shape or form, I wasn't sure. But um, the Arceus Gudra list that I had 
or was potentially playing was playing a couple copies of box of disaster so i was on the right track <laughs> i was on the right track but yeah very very cool list i will say that came up in the top 25 of the international champions and again like arceus just the rise of arceus v star in general right and this doesn't yeah. even discuss the other random things that you can put with it like meow scarda yeah, you were you weren't on Twitter, Sean, but the Meowskarta <laughs> conversations before NAIC on that social media on Twitter were bountiful and memeful. Uh yeah. I would say. I mean, I I'm I'm just gonna throw it out there. Is Arceus the best Pokemon we've had since Zoroark? I think so. I think so, because I think it's like a little bit of a step down from Zorark, but it's very similar in the effect that it enables so many other Pokemon, right? Like, I mean, I, I talked about how I played in that cube during NAIC, and the cube was entirely all the partners that Zorark GX has had in its years. And I mean, I, I, I can talk about the retro decks I'm building right now, you know, in 2018, um, Robin Scholl's one with Zora Garbodor, right? Trash Lance Garbodor and the Garbotoxin there in 2018 was, um, Zorark Lycanroc GX, the Bloodthirsty Eyes Lycanroc, which is basically like Umbreon VMAX yep. with the ability. Decidueye was paired up with, um, Zorark. The Ninetales was paired up with Zorark, there are just so many options and Arceus is doing that exact same thing that I don't think it's as good as Zorark because Zorark, um, I feel like could have been it's like standalone deck and it was good as like a standalone deck for a time being where I don't know if Arceus quite has that. I know it got some glimpses of it, but I don't think it hit the level that Zorark did when it was a standalone, but it, it has that same effect of like, it just makes so many other cards good. It's yeah. crazy. It's wild I, to see. It'll go down as one of the best. I, I think that it's a great example of if you're going to give a Pokemon a colorless energy attack, you really have to decide. You have to like balance that with like, okay, are we going to make this card the most broken thing ever or not? Because that's what Zorark mm -hmm. was. It was a colorless energy attack. Now, it wasn't a colorless attacker, which I, mm -hmm. to your point, I might argue that's actually better. Because you actually yeah. hit for weakness sometimes. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like I I think that if, from a design perspective, it's kind of like the second you make every energy on, on your attacker colorless, you open it up completely. So. It's just crazy. I mean, because trade, discard one, draw two was so good on Zorark. But Starbirth is also so good, even though it's just a one-time attack. It's It's interestingly balanced, I feel like. Yeah, um, to yeah. an extent it's it they're very similar but they're balanced in the power it's it's very very cool it wouldn't surprise me if people look back like five years down the line now you know building retro decks and stuff they're building like different arceus decks you know similar to how like i mean sun and moon base set to lost thunder is like the heralded format of you know the last 10 years or whatever. I don't think Arceus will ever reach to that point any of the Arceus eras, but <laughs> I think it'll have that same effect that people will just build a lot of like Arceus decks and look back and enjoy playing a lot of Arceus decks because it enabled again so many cards. I sound like a broken record. Yeah, hey, Arceus Cube when. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah, Arceus <laughs> Cube when. That would be so cool, dude. That would be interesting. Yeah. I would love to see that actually. Well, you're you're living in the now times. Anybody can build it. The, the cards are are here and they're oh, cheap. Oh yeah, it's it. it's stupid cheap too. After coming out in the trainer's toolkit. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. Maybe I, maybe I should do that. Maybe I should try to build an Arceus cube. I don't know. Yeah. And just like errata the Arceus and the cube to be like any like rule box Pokemon, so it can accelerate the energies to like a GX or something like that or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, that'd I mean, be interesting. Yeah. I feel like um all right jake there was one that you were hyped on uh from uh mr schmansky mm -hmm. 
What deck well, we have that? to specify Alex Shemansky. Which, yeah, which Shemansky? Yeah, because there, there's there a uh, there's a couple uh, Shem, there's a couple Mr. Shemanskys. But anyways, Alex Shemansky piloted this United Wings list for a top 64 finish at the North American International Championships. This one, in my opinion, is the most likely to catch on out of all of the decks that we saw, primarily because this is an insanely cheap deck to build your most expensive card is probably like the squawkabilly exs right <laughs> and that is that's a pretty cheap buy i feel like this uh this united wings engine plays all three of the united wings birds watro murkrow flamigo plays two ditto obviously got the manaphy in there to protect your bench squawkabilly exs very very important to get squawkabilly turn one in this deck to just churn through your deck get people in the discard and also maybe to set up your support pokemon in this list the refinement curlias yes the discard draw too is perfect for uh the united wings because it's a really easy way to discard your uh pokemon in the uh discard you've got the dittos to copy attack so you can get all 12 of the pokemon if you want in your discard pile sean but it's really cool as well, because let's say the ditto is not going to do it or, you know, whatever. You can actually attack with Curlia's Evolution Gallade. This list specifically plays two different Gallades. It can play the Buddy Catch Gallade, which I think is really, really good. You're not really attacking with that one. But I find that one to be really interesting in different matchups, not only to find specific supporters every turn like Clara, Boss's Orders, Research, Serena, any of those, but also in something against like Lost Box, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of knocking out your Curlias, right, with the Sableye, they got to put in a little bit more work to knock out your Gallade because Gallade is at 160 HP. So very, very cool. And then... There's also, if you'd rather attack, maybe you're facing a Arceus deck that we've talked about because Arceus is booming in popularity. You have a fighting type Gallade in there. And this one you actually can attack with because its attack is two colorless energies. So fits perfect with the double turbos that you use on the Flamigos, Watrols, Dittos, etc. That attack is 60 times the amount of Pokemon V your opponent has in play. So... You can catch them sleeping in the Arceus Duraludon matchup, just absolutely whacking one of the big dudes, the V-Maxes, and you can hit the Arceus V for weakness. So there's a, I mean, this list is really cool. I played this a little bit at like locals and stuff like that. Um, it is a little bit harder to pilot because it's not like, um, what's the, uh, what's the old deck that people always refer to? What? Not Mad Party. Uh... It was the one before that. Um, the It's like black and white era. Um, shoot, I can't remember what it was. Um, but anyways, this kind of sort of play Night March, style. March? Night March, yeah, that or Night March. That's what it was, Night March. It doesn't have the same speed, power, and aggression, I feel like, as Night March, but you can still do a lot of damage and a lot of really cool plays just maneuvering around and mapping out, you know, being able to use, you know, your ultra balls effectively, level balls, Clara, etc., etc. This is really cool, too. I remember I was playing this and I went like back to back heavy balls because this list actually plays two heavy balls. And my opponent was like, whoa, whoa, whoa wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, because he was... He like was half paying attention and he was like, wait, did I just see you? Did you just play the same heavy ball twice in a row? And I was like, no, 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 no I swear. This list plays I two cheat. heavy balls and I just use the bat. I swear I'm not cheating. Um, but it was it was just really, really funny and really, really cool. Because again, I mean, if those guys are in the, the prizes, you need them out. So it, it yeah. makes sense. Um, there's just yeah, a lot of cool things in here. And again, it's the cheap. It's the cheapest meta list that you're going to be able to play yes yeah yeah i mean like it's it's really cool too because you don't really it doesn't really matter which version of the ralts at least you play in this list like you don't care mm -hmm. about teleportation or any of that it's just all to to evolve into curlia so you can play the fancy ralts if you happen to have both yeah. of them yeah i i do kind of think the fancy ralts is the play though especially for the um 
Because you're not playing Psychic Energy, so Memory Skip, the 60 HP one, doesn't work. But especially yeah. with the evolution of Rapid Strike Inteleon Urshifu, especially with, you know, Chin Pao, uh, well, that one doesn't necessarily matter too much, but just like Lost Box in general as well, just having the 70s in there are probably more beneficial. It's just, even though it's yeah. 10 extra HP, it is a little bit more difficult to be able to knock those guys out. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Uh, we got one more deck to cover off on, and that is, uh, I want to say it's Jose, Jose Marrero's mm -hmm. King Lulis, which... Uh, I don't know if uh, if any of our listeners have played against Ting Lu or not, but it can be wildly annoying to play against Ting Lu. Jake, you were the one who called this one out. What, what, what about this touched you? I think a big thing about this is against the Arceus decks, right? Again, I mean, just Arceus in popularity, Arceus in popularity, Ting Lu hitting for weakness. You can really bop Arceus decks for a multitude of reasons and not just that you're hitting for weakness ting lu if you do not know has the ability if this pokemon is in the active your opponent's pokemon that have damage counters on them cannot use their abilities they don't have abilities so except, isn't you, it say except for pokemon ex um it might let me just pull it up but anyways um while i look that up you're spreading your damage counters out a lot with things like halucha Radiant Alakazam, right? You can put damage counters in places. But yes, it is except for Pokemon EX. But I mean... But it does non-basics, right? Does it do... Um, or is it only basics? I'm just double-checking. Is it... No, it's just any... That's great. Any of the opponent's Pokemon in play that have no abilities except for Pokemon EX. So all it really doesn't affect is like Chin Pao, Gardevoir, and like... Ting Lu, yeah. I guess maybe <laughs> Maridon, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I guess maybe Maridon as well. But anyway, so you look at a bunch of the different meta decks. There are so many decks right now that are built on abilities. You know, the Arceus deck, Starbirth is very good ability. The Umbreon gusting effect is very good ability. Lost Box, um, Mew, right? There are so many different decks that utilize abilities. And so Ting Lu is an excellent way to slow down the game and really disrupt your opponent there's also plenty of cards in here to help get you where you need to go it's playing the bravery charm so your ting lose are at 290 damage and i didn't even mention <clears throat> ting lose attack i'm sorry so i mentioned the haluchas and the radiant alakazam to put damage counters on the different pokemon on the field but land scoop ting lose attack for three fighting energy does 150 damage and puts two damage counters on one of your opponent's benched pokemon so just another way again to just put damage counters in different places you're playing judges and iono so you can really get your opponent's hands stuck if they get off to a faster start jose's list plays the gape jaw gape jaw bog um that when you put a pokemon from your hand to your bench you put two damage counters on it he plays those, but I've seen people like Andrew Mahone, uh, Tricky Jim, he on stream the other day was playing it with, I think it's called Primordial Altar. Sean, do you know what that is? Oh, I don't remember what it said. Primordial Altar is a stadium card. Pri Primordial. I'm like looking it up <laughs> to make sure I get it correctly. Once during each player's turn, that player may look at the top of their deck. They may discard that card so can really work well with the gusty pickaxes that you're playing in this list right because gusty pickaxe you draw a card if it's a fighting energy attached to one of your pokemon um so you can use it in combo with that you can also just use it in combo to churn through your deck right if you uh um use primordial altar and you see maybe like um a battle vip pass and it's like turn three you can be like nah discard that card give it uh, discard that card and i'll top deck something else the next turn that may be more beneficial so there's a lot of different ways to use um this list and i think it's really really cool and something that can also dominate in locals um if you're looking for again another cheap deck to take to locals to have fun with i think this one can you know get you some league challenge points to be honest or maybe even a cup yeah i, I the one i don't know exactly i played against one ting lu deck and it mm -hmm. actually runs surprisingly fast because between Gutsy Pickaxe and 
the trekking shoes, ultra balls. Yeah. You get the energy onto your Ting Lu pretty quick. Surprisingly. Um, the one card I think that, you know, you might consider again, I think I'm a big proponent of this card is Arvin. I just, Mm -hmm. if you're playing a deck that has any use, any use for tool cards. And if they're halfway important to your deck, getting a tool and an item, and that item could be Battle VIP, Ultra Ball, Escape Rope, uh, you know, I think even like a, I know there's no supporter search in here, so it m- might be the reason why there's not a one of Arvin. But hey, I, I like Arvin. So it's my It is an interesting card and can see definitely more play. But Sean, we, we just mentioned in here accelerating energies, getting them into the discard. I think it's worth noting Coridon EX yes. has an ability for anyone who doesn't know that says once during your turn, you may attach up to two basic fighting energies from your discard pile to your basic fighting Pokemon in any way you'd like. If you use the ability, your turn ends. So ideally, like turn one, you know, churning through with the uh, tracking shoes, Ultra Ball, maybe Primordial Altar, things like that. Um, getting energies in the discard, you can ride on onto a Ting Lu and then be able to be attacking potentially the next turn. So that's that's how you accelerate the energies in there. Jose has the 1-1 one, one line of Lucario V-Star, which mm-hmm. to be honest, um, I got to look up what Lucario V-Star does. I actually don't know what it does but it was a promo so it's relatively cheap you can get the beautiful beautiful illustrated uh promo art on tcg player right now for less than a dollar so very very cool you can bling out your deck um it's got two attacks one fighting colorless colorless 120 plus if your opponent's active pokemon is a pokemon via it does 120 more damage right so that's pretty good. I mean, you could, <laughs> yeah, you could like gust something up and hit it for 240 right away without the haluchas or anything like that. So really, really cool. Um, and then Aura Star, the V Star powers of fighting and colorless, 70 times for each energy attached to all of your opponent's Pokemon. So that could be really right. cool in something like an Arceus Duraludon matchup, right? Because yeah. they accelerate a ton of energies in that matchup. And they can have a lot of energies in play um, in a single turn or even something like Mew, right? Because Mew, uh, because you're playing... Two. Yeah, and plus you're... I mean, you're playing Team Lu, right? So you're putting all the damage counters on the Genesex. Well, to activate the Genesex again, they have to use the Fusion Strike energy. So they're putting the Fusion Strike energies on the Genesex. They're attaching a double turbo to the Mew. You could be like, all right, Lucario V-Star for six energies times 70. What is that, 420 damage? Um, To just really just bop them out. Yeah, it's a very interesting concept and idea because you're not using any other V-Star power in this list. Yeah, it's, it's great because it's also like against Duraludon. Mm-hmm. Um or probably Umbreon. Like these these like really big V Maxes that you're like, well, my Ting Lu does a hundred and what, 150? Yeah, mm-hmm. I might be able to spread a couple of damage here and there. So, but at best you're two shotting them. At best, right? Yeah. But I this mean, guy. But, yeah. And it's even good for cleanup, right? Because Ting Lu EX has 240 HP, 290 with the bravery charm. So let's say you're facing off against an Arceus. Duraludon Umbreon, and you're facing a uh, Duraludon VMAX in the active. If you Tinglu them, right, for 150, they've got 150 on their, I think it's like 330 HP Duraludon. Even, that number's irrelevant right now. Um, exactly. And I'll explain why here in a moment. They hit into you, right? They don't knock out because they only do like, what, 220 um, from the Duraludon because Choice Band doesn't work on doesn't work. extra damage or whatever. So then you just switch into the Lucario V-Star. You have those two energies on it. Duraludon needs three energies to attack. So at minimum, your V-Star power is doing 210 damage, which in combination with the 150 that you put on it before with the Ting Lu knocks out the Duraludon. So then you exchange like, you know, and they can't one shot your Lucario V-Star. So you're literally exchanging like three prizes to potentially too if they put in a little bit of work so it's just a really really cool list in my opinion i recommend if you're looking for something cheap and fun to build that can do really well united wings ting lu think are some cool decks jake i think that's it for the cool decks for now i'm sure we'll see more in the lead up to worlds um Mm -hmm. 
you know, but you know, I will say I didn't even realize this. Apparently, like the new 2024 season has already started. You can already yeah, start yeah, yeah. Points. It's it yeah. I I already have I already have points. Yeah, I'm number one so. in North America. Just kidding. I don't think that's true. I think Rahul. <laughs> I think Rahul already has like over thirty or something like that. And I was like, drat. I could have been number one. <laughs> but like, you know, it's if you if you have any locals coming up that are league challenges or league cups, um, you know, you can get that early start. Uh, mm-hmm. Go to your locals, get like 12 points, get, you know, 20, 30, however many points, you know, good luck to you. And uh, and know that like a lot of the people, you might get a lot of players who might be going to Worlds coming out to practice and to get points for the next season. But um, starting early is always a good thing if you like want, if you want to like see by mid season, like if you even have a shot, get a few points here and there and then, uh, you know, have fun. I think it's really interesting too i know at least for my local area like central kentucky there's a lot of challenges and cups and things like that very quickly i don't know if other places have a ton of of challenges like everybody is shooting out of the gate with cups and challenges right now all the local stores they're trying to get their stuff ready and going as soon as possible so definitely check your facebook groups ask when you go to local league night or whatever ask around to your friends, things like that. Um, it's, I mean, it's really, really cool. Um, and it's, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. So yeah, definitely recommend trying to get your points now. Like I am, and I'll keep updating you as long as well as Sean, how we're doing in the season, what is to play and also world's predictions coming soon in the next couple of weeks. Um, yeah. and we'll try to, we'll try to get some other fun as well. Cause I think news is going to, be a little bit low until the world championship. <laughs> so we'll think of some creative things coming up. But thank you so much for listening to the MetaPod Podcast. Pokemon Podcast revolves around the evolving meta. I'm Jake, that's Sean, and we'll see you next week.